Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Alec Baldwin. This past season on my podcast, Here's the Thing, I spoke with more actors, musicians, policymakers, and so many other fascinating people, like jazz bassist Christian McBride. Jazz is based on improvisation, but there's very much a form to it. You have a conversation based on that melody and those chord changes. So it's kind of like giving someone a topic and say, okay, talk about this. Listen to the new season of Here's the Thing on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the short stuff. Shorties, there's Chuck, there's Jerry, I'm Josh. We're all feeling kind of short, so this is short stuff. (laughs) I'm feeling tall. Are you? Sure, why not? I always feel like I'm (laughs) 6'3". How tall are you? Oh, I used to be 5'10", now I'm like 5'9 Oh, wait, I just realized this is a short stuff. We have no time for this. <laughs> sure we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, everyone, these, uh, I know that when we started releasing these, they were in the regular Stuff You Should Know feed mm-hmm. on Wednesdays, and right. then also in a standalone uh, shorties feed. And I think we just weren't quite sure how to handle that. Now we're just going to stop that other one and just let them live here in the main feed, right? <laughs> Where they've been all along. But we're going to send our old little standalone friend out to pasture and shoot it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All of which means to say is if you are only subscribed weirdly to that one thing <laughs> and not the regular feed, just come on over and join us on the regular feed. We're bringing them home, baby. All right. So here's our dirty secret is we, we talked about this one time mm-hmm. in a single uh, live event that no one listening saw. That's exactly right. And it was such an interesting little piece of internet tidbit lore yeah it's so perfect for this it, it just could not be left alone so yeah we we decided we were going to talk about the eye smell <laughs> little eye big smell that was their slogan <laughs> <laughs> that was so yeah it is like a little lie because it was tied into that whole like apple push of the late 90s early 2000s when apple was riding high and untouchable yeah i guess they didn't you can't trademark something like that right I guess not. The well, use they, of a little eye because every, everyone, or not everyone, but seems like it's been co-opted since then. Sure. There's like iHome does all their like accessories and yeah. Uh, yeah, clearly companies that are not getting any kind of approval from Apple has that whole eye thing going on. Yeah. So the eye smell just very simply was a little, I guess you would call it a peripheral, a little device that you would put on your desk, mm-hmm. plug into your computer 
via USB. And right. then when you're browsing the internet, depending on what kind of website you would come across, it would squirt out a scent that matched what you're looking at. <laughs> maybe not maybe not squirt, maybe more like waft. Oh, it was probably like a like a what do you call those? The little perfume uh, atomizer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not like one of those those trick flowers that like oh, no. squirts. <laughs> they didn't like squirt some oil onto your face that wouldn't come off or anything like You're that. Like, oh, why did I visit napaautoparts.com? <laughs> right. Right. It's lube. So the problem with it was not what it was or what it did, because if you stop and think about it, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, or actually, how it worked. Right. We'll get into like uh, the nuts and bolts of it, but it was a revolutionary device. Yeah. It, amazing. It's, some people say that it was simply ahead of its time mm. and that it, it was still <laughs> simply ahead of its time. Other people say that just from the get-go, it was Ill, like the definition of ill-conceived. Yeah, so sh- shall we go back to the uh, 1990s? Yes. The, the dot-com bubble is riding high, grunge is in, in decline. Yeah, it was. If it's like kind of mid-90s. What was coming out at, what came after grunge? Eminem? Oh, I don't even know what that is. You know who Eminem is? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure. What does that stand sure. for? It, well, well, it's spelled out, you see. E- <laughs> E M I N E M. Oh, Eminem, the 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 guy, the rapper guy. That's right. Yeah, I thought it was like Eminem was some sort of style of music that I just didn't know about. Oh no, 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 no! I'm talking like Eminem. All right, so the <laughs> dot coms are in in full effect, and if everyone <laughs> remembers that time, there was just a lot of money being thrown around mm-hmm. uh, all over the place for any great new internet related idea. For sure, and I think these guys pair of dudes named Joel Bellinson and Dexter Smith who went on to form, um, what was the name of their company? Uh, I think it was uh, Digisense. Digisense, that's right. Okay. They they formed Digisense with $20 million God. in um, venture capital. And there's this really great, everybody go read this article. It's a Wired article from 1999 and it, it just does a profile of them and their company and they have like this venture capitalist dude who's like the prototype for the the Silicon Valley yeah. v- VC guy. <laughs> it was like he he's the guy. He's uh-huh. the archetype. It's amazing just to see him appear and be like, this is 1999. This is the first guy. He's like patient zero. Yeah, the original hoodie where... Exactly. Amazing. So these guys, um, they they got together and they formed this company called Digisense, and apparently it was based on a couple of things. They had already they were they were pretty well off, um, having written some software for genetics databases. Yeah, and this is the nineties, right? So these guys were one of the few, if not the first, to do this. So they were set, but that experience had also kind of given them a. Um, uh, an awareness of genetics and um, digitization, yeah. and they they realize like you can you can code something as as organic as DNA, and they had that little little bit in their pipe that they were smoking when they were down on Miami Beach one day on vacation together, and they started smelling perfumes everywhere, as the legend goes. Yes, so the story goes, they smelled many different perfumey scents in the air, mm-hmm. and said. I've got a great idea. I know how we can lose $20 million of someone else's money. <laughs> right. <laughs> Digital scenting. 
which is why they called their their company DigiSense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, because they already had this sort of uh, genetic uh, digitizing uh, things relating to genetics down pat, they they I don't think had too hard of a time transferring that to the fact that uh, and we talked about this on our own sh- on longer stuff. You should know is that specific odorant molecules fit together perfectly with specific proteins attached to olfactory receptors. In other words, go listen to our episode on smell. Precisely. Right. So you, yeah, was it the, I guess it would have been the smell one. Oh, yeah. It was either that or the um, China's... Um, Pollution sniffers? Yes, them. Yeah, probably both. So these guys knew that going into this, or they, they went and I think did the research, but they're like, oh, we can we can work with that. We can take this and turn it into a digital representation, a digital model of an odorant. Mm-hmm. And not only can we do it once, we can do it thousands of times. So the first step these guys took was to create, from what I understand, the world's first database of digitized scents. Yeah. You could go into this database and be like, oh, okay, here's the code for gardenia. And you, it's this odorant and that odorant, and you put it together. And if you can basically print out an actual odorant and put them together into your brain, you will smell gardenia, even though this is not from earth or nature. It's totally digitized. And that alone, Chuck, is like, hats off to these cats for doing that. But that was step one toward um, DigiSense eye smell release. That's right. And we're going to take a quick break and come back with the master stroke that was step two right after this. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All that sitting and swiping, our backs hurt, our eyeballs sting. That's our bodies adapting to our technology. But we can do something about it. We saw amazing effects. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. There's no turning back for me. Make 2024 the year you put your health before your inbox. And take the Body Electric Challenge. Listen to Body Electric from NPR on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Black Information Network and six-time Emmy-nominated news anchor Vanessa Tyler welcome you to Blackland. A podcast about the ground on which the black community stands right now. From stories about salvation. And loss. They did not love themselves enough to know their HIV status, to not pass it on to me. To dreams achieved. Or still yet unfulfilled. From people who have made it. We started a hospital-based violence intervention program called the IV Project, and it stands for Interrupting Violence in Youth and Young Adults. To those who have been left behind. But no one talks about the survivors of the gun violence, and the number is rising because the gun violence has risen. Politically. Financially. Emotionally. Spiritually. This is where we are. This is Blackland. And one of the things that my father said to me before he passed away is like almost like a prophecy. He said that I would be helping men. Listen to Blackland on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're back. Uh, the, The brilliant master stroke that I teased really was brilliant and a lot, all this was the fact that they could do the the digitizing of scent alone was mm-hmm. great yeah but they sort of learned just like color combinations uh in order to pump out any smell you wanted to to someone sitting in their cubicle via mm-hmm. the internet they didn't have to come up with millions of different smells they could lean on those 128 primary odorants yeah and combine them in whatever way they saw fit to make specific Odorants. Like billions and billions of different scents just from those 128 primary odorants. It was really smart. It was because up to that point, it's like, okay, this is a good idea, but how can you get billions of different scents into a little desktop peripheral? You can't. So the ability to break it down into just a palette of 128, now all of a sudden the eye smell is starting to become an actual reality. And from what I remember, they, um, the eye smell itself, was actually kind of cool looking, if you ask me. Sure. It looks like an Apple um, alien wind sail or something like that, <laughs> solar sail. But the, um, it, I think it, the tray heated up the specific odor and then a fan blew across it. And not only would it heat up one odor, it, it would heat up, you know, different combinations to different degrees. And the wind the, or the fan would blow across it. And then that's what would waft out of the eye smell. That's right. So you load a web page with pixels that mm-hmm. have those scent instructions. You're on a, a web page for a landscaping service, and they decide it's a great idea to give you the scent of fresh cut grass as you visit their website. Or if you're at a travel agent site, because this is back then when people still use travel agents, mm-hmm. they would squirt out maybe some coconut and suntan lotion. But not squirt, waft. <laughs> and basically, the idea was to enrich your internet experience. Uh, cost about two hundred bucks. I think the cartridges were about fifty. But they'd last months and months. Sure, which is you know, that's not a terrible price for something. Not at all. Uh, and it worked great. They tested it. It worked fine. What they didn't do was consumer testing. That is, does anyone want to smell the internet? No, that was a. These guys did so much R and D and so much. Um, they were so heads down on the eye smell that the fatal flaw of the the whole thing was they didn't stop to ask themselves, "Do people want this?" They just presumed, "Yes, this thing is so awesome, it's so revolutionary, and there's so much development put into it." They, of course, everybody's going to want it. the price tags right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't slow down your web page. The pixels that they created with the scent information were so efficient. 
it took up, I think, two bytes of space, which is like a 17th of Google's tracking pixel. Everything so about tiny. it. It was perfect, but no one wanted it. It's, it. It was just as plain as day, except for me. I've always wanted one of these. <laughs> yeah, they actually debuted at the 2001 uh, CES uh, Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, which is where all the big products make their splash. Um, nobody liked it. Everyone hated it. They never <laughs> sold a single one. And $20 million in uh, VC funds went down the scented drain. Yep. There was, a, there was at least one prototype, and you can see pictures of it on the Internet. But as far as anyone knows, that was it. They never built one, and they certainly never sold one. Pretty amazing. And then in 2006, PC World said, this, is, this can't be forgotten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they released their list of the 25 worst tech products of all time. And believe me, there's been a lot of worst tech products. But the eye smell was included on that list and, and was honored forever. Amazing. Yep, the eye smell. All right. Well, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to our website, stuffyoushouldknow.com, and check out all of our social links there. You can also send us and Jerry an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Hey, it's Alec Baldwin. This past season on my podcast, Here's the Thing, I spoke with more actors, musicians, policymakers, and so many other fascinating people, like jazz bassist Christian McBride. Jazz is based on improvisation, but there's very much a form to it. You have a conversation based on that melody and those chord changes. So it's kind of like giving someone a topic and say, okay, talk about this. Listen to the new season of Here's the Thing on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.